guys, welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. <laughs> welcome back to season two. I am your host. I am Steph Sia, aka Sia, aka Kimchi, aka whatever you want to call me. There's so many names, but I, I realized in season one, I just was not introducing myself or I stopped doing that halfway through the season. But yes, we are back for another season here and we have a cool guest hailing all the way from the East Coast who found me. So I'm, I'm really stoked. And then she does something really cool, which we'll get into. We're talking about uh, phone sex operation, the girlfriend experience, phone domination, and a whole lot more. So today I will be speaking with the sultry Sitara. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Steph. You make me sound so fancy. You know, the East Coast <laughs> isn't that far from the West Coast. It's just a couple thousand miles, but like it's still the same part of the world if I think about it this is so cool to have you on and you are a fancy person I cannot wait to get into everything today yay good thank you I mean you're also pretty cool too I mean between the sex work and the food blogs I mean the food (laughs) blogs alone like very enticing very very enticing Thank you. I'm a woman of many talents, maybe too many things. <laughs> I'm a little bit ADD. <laughs> but it's not a bad thing, you know. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> but enough about me. Why don't we move the focus over to you since you are the guest today? So Thank you. Uh, the audience is dying to know who you are, what you do, etc. Define what you do in your own terms, in your own words, and go. Sure. So my name is Satara. I go by Salty, Salty, yeah, Sultry Satara. <laughs> um, and I, sorry, I butchered Sultry because like I haven't said Sultry in like a few weeks. My apologies. <laughs> okay. And I do phone sex and content creation over on Nightflirt. And Nightflirt is a platform where you can just go on your computer or phone at nightflirt.com and chat with beautiful women from all over the world for chat and phone conversations. And a lot of people when they hear the term phone sex they think it's like some outdated term from like the 1980s or 90s that their parents did when they were like young and horny (laughs) but the reality is even though it's 2020 a lot of people really love talking on the phone and really enjoy you know engaging in sexual and domination conversations on the phone with a gorgeous person to explore their desires and I feel like I've always loved talking with people and I got into phone sex because I just love talking to people and Hearing a guy come on the phone, it's pretty hot. Especially <laughs> yes. knowing that I made him come, that is kind of hot. And <laughs> something that I will always probably write on my tombstone being like, I made guys come on the phone for me. <laughs> I love it. I love that nutshell. We're going to get into the dirty details really soon. But can you tell us a story of how you got into it? Um like, what is your story behind that? It's just, like, to me, when I think of phone sex, I, I feel like, like what you said, back in the 80s or 90s, mm-hmm. and sometimes I see those, like, commercials on TV, like, lavalife.com, like, call this number, chat with this beautiful person, and stuff like that. Is that very similar to what you do, then? Well, I've never been on a TV commercial, so <laughs> that's something, you know, maybe later on when I get the money, I could be up that famous, but <laughs> I do know that Night Flirt does advertise itself, you know, on like different websites and different media channels, and it still has that vibe, you know, mm-hmm. of 
know, chatting with a beautiful woman on the internet, you know, on the phone. And now we know with more expansion on the internet, a lot of men also use Nightfoot for the chat feature as well, because Nightfoot has a paid chat feature. Okay. So I know there's phone and chat. So I know that's appealing as well, because honestly, a lot of guys chat with me when their wife is next to them or when they're at work and they can't pick up the phone. So I do get oh. a lot of guys chatting with me that way. I feel like phone sex, like you said, a lot of people think it's old school, but you'd be surprised how many people are still into it, Steph. What? That is crazy. Okay, so how did you get started with it? Did you see an ad online? Is it something that you just kind of stumbled upon? Maybe something that you knew kind of got you into it? How did how did that all unfold? Sure. So I've actually been thinking about sex work and different, like, on how to get into sex work from like ages 19 to 20. I was a student in college at the time and I really didn't know how I wanted to get into sex. I knew of like camming and stripping and mm-hmm. full service sex work, but I honestly didn't really think phone sex was a thing, you know, until I found Night Flirt in 2018. Like until like 2016, 2017, I really thought phone sex was non-existent. I thought it was really something just our parents and grandparents did. I didn't know people <laughs> still talk to people on the phone. I didn't know people, you know, got off that way, especially because nowadays, you know, we have like cam and, you know, like yep. Snapchat and everything so interactive. And I'm like, oh, do guys pay to talk to a woman on the phone still? Is this <laughs> what men still pay for? Because like, you know, if I do this, you know, will I even earn money? Will I just waste my money and time, you know, like doing right this and <laughs> I found Nightflirt by accident you know as I was looking for a job in sex okay and I was like okay let me just like set up a profile let me see if this works you know I created my own website not website per se like listing on Nightflirt okay and I was like okay let me get into it let me just try it out and stuff like <laughs> there are men who called me and I was like holy shit like there are men who really still use the site and like use like phones to talk to women like that's crazy (laughs) Um, I remember I was like you know could I actually make this into like a career could I actually you know do this and I really started putting more time and effort and energy and consistency into night flirt into phone sex and let me tell you like there are men who call me like all the time and I'm like wow (laughs) and still talk to women on the phone like would have thought about that in that the age where you can just download you know like full pussy videos or threesomes <laughs> and gangbangs and orgies okay cool that is Take super it. cool yeah like that is nuts because then like I don't know I feel like everything's moving towards text everything's moving online mm-hmm. everything's moving to mm-hmm. video and stuff like that so like why would people want to utilize this service and you found that they're obviously you're still doing it you've been in this particular uh, line of sex work for the past two years now Mm -hmm. so like when you had your first call and you set up your profile I mean was it just as easy as that you just set up a profile a listing online and then you wait for people to call is there or there's like a certain time range that you'd be available like how does it all work what's the breakdown there Sure. So if you create a profile through Night Flirt, you have to get your listing approved by Night Flirt. And you don't have to use Night Flirt for phone sex. There are other websites. You could even start your own phone sex company if you want. Oh. But phone sex is still considered an adult entertainment you know, service. So you'd have to get like an adult entertainment payment processor and things like that. Okay. So from my experience, a lot of my, um, you know, a lot of the sex workers I know who do phone sex do it through a platform like Night Flirt to avoid, you know, buying their own payment processor, if right. that makes sense. 
because yeah. a phone, uh, um, an adult entertainment payment processor is like super expensive and high liability. But right. you can create a profile. You have to be at least eighteen. You know, there's no like formal job application because I use my listings on Nightflirt, but I am not an employee of Nightflirt, so okay. I use Nightflirt as a platform. But you know, like I pay my taxes and like do my own thing properly. If that makes sense. No, totally. And yeah. you can take calls whenever. Nightflirt will let you keep. Your phone's open 24-7. You wow. can, you know, only have like two or three hours a day, no hours a day. You could sometimes have only chat or no chat. It's really up to you. So when I first started, I really was only taking calls on the weekends because right. at that time I was working a vanilla job just to see, you know, okay, <laughs> is this, you know, like, is this phone sex really a thing? Is it still, you know, somewhere where I can make money? And I was really surprised. Like, even on the weekends, like, I was pretty busy. Like, wow. I... I did like calls. I would say like I would have a time frame for eight to ten hours, you know, every weekday. Mm-hmm. And like I would say I got like calls and chats for like five to six of those hours. Really? And you know wow. Yeah. And I honestly I didn't really take Netflix seriously for the first year. I gotta be honest. I was really fucking <laughs> around with my sex work career. No, I didn't have a website, I didn't have a Twitter, I didn't have shit. I only had like my Nightfoot listing and Oh really? <laughs> only advertising through Nightfoot because I was like, Oh, I am not gonna take this seriously because I was honestly just fucking around with my I'm gonna be honest. I did not take it seriously. <laughs> um but then I was like, No, like let me get my ass together and like make this in general because no one's going to take you seriously in the sex work but if you don't take yourself seriously totally yeah yeah totally you have to it's it's a real commitment and it's also an investment too and you have to kind of jump in with both feet as opposed to like okay I'm going to dip a toe in here try it out a little bit although that's pretty normal though too because it can be a big risk right going Mm -hmm. into it Mm -hmm. full like full throttle so I know how come you um decided I guess in terms of sex work for phone sex operator versus other lines of sex work? Well, I'm not sure if you've looked at my listing or my content. I don't show my face in any of my content or my listings because privacy concerns and just because, like, I I still got to work on my trust on the internet because the internet, you know, is a very wild place. Yes. But (laughs) I've thought about a lot of different types of sex work before phone sex you know I really thought about stripping camming full service sex work and you know I looked into being a cam girl being a full service escort Mm -hmm. and I knew that cam I mean I love cam don't get me wrong but cam you know it's a lot of props it's a lot of lighting it's a lot of material it's a lot of outfit changes it's a (laughs) lot of I'm being serious. Like being a cam girl is not just all turning on your camera and, you know, sticking in a dodo. You know, the reality is being in cam is very like serious. You have to have the body that your customers always want. You have to be ready. You have to have the lighting. You need to have perfect internet, all of those things. And you need to have, you know, a steady base because I've even talked to some like well-established porn stars and things like that. And they don't have a lot of influence on cam because if they're not on consistently, you know, they don't get the same type of customers. Totally. And, even with full service escorts, you know, it's a lot of, you know, like, do I have the energy to like do all the screening and things like that? And mm-hmm. I really I was looking for a job that would give me the opportunity to talk with people because I love talking on the phone and I'm really tech savvy. So I know how to like chat and text and things of that nature and engage in on the fly conversations on the phone and phone sex. As long as you have a phone with a data plan or a landline and, you know, even my pictures, you know, I use, you know, I I take my own pictures. Mm -hmm. I use my real pictures on my phone, but I don't have to be like 
fully wearing makeup and like in my most sexiest outfit every time I take a phone call. Right. So versus right. like cam or, you know, in-person services, you have to always be in the moment, you know, right. like you yeah. have to be presentable. And like, sometimes I will take calls in my PJs when <laughs> I'm in bed because I'm like, you know what? It's a PJ kind of day. Like it's That's raining awesome. outside and I'm just going to be like this. Um, <laughs> and I really, like, I really like phone sex because you can be that way and you can create your own fantasies. When you talk to a guy on the phone, you know, he may not want to hear that you wear, you're wearing PJs, but you can create the fantasy of the girl right now. I'm wearing a thong and a black lace bra and he'll be like, what? Right. And so that's like the <laughs> fantasy and the appeal that way as well. Okay. Wow. That's super interesting. And there's so many different parts of the platform too, as you mentioned, you said there's a chat, mm-hmm. like a simply like a chat function. And then of course the phone calls as well. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any like video chat option as well? Or is it just audio? And like, I guess for chat, is that like a chat room style set up? Chat. Sure. So chat is actually one-on-one on that oh. floor. So like a guy, you know, he can create his profile under, you know, whatever username he wants and he can just message you and like chat with you. There's mm-hmm. also like a built-in, like, just like, I would not say email system, like a mail system within that foot. He could send you a non-paid mail. Um, you could also send him a non-paid mail. You can also sell like content and goodies there as well, like oh. audio files, picture sets, videos. You could also sell pay-to-view games. There's a lot of pay-to-view content also on Netflix. Okay. And in terms of like video chat, technically Netflix doesn't have like an embedded video platform, but you can do cam mm-hmm. on Netflix. You can do it through Skype or Discord. Right. Oh my gosh. Wow. So it's a pretty vast platform then. It offers quite a bit. Yeah, it's definitely my main platform. I do have like other clip sites and other platforms that I use like ABN stars Mm -hmm. for sale, but night flirt, like, and I thought I do like how it has so many options because you can list like all your content there and do like live like the live entertainment, if that makes sense, because oh, I consider phones yeah. like live entertainment. Like right. I could be taking phone calls, but like a guy could also be buying my goodies and like things like that. So I have like two ways to gain money on the same site. That's awesome! I had no idea about this. This is super cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like night flirt. If you go on the website, it looks like a nineteen nineties like yes. sex website. It looks old school. It <laughs> I did take a look. <laughs> It looks old. I gotta be honest with you. The layout makes it look old, but I feel like content, like if you look hard on that, but like you could find really sexy pay to view games. You can find a lot of sexy, gorgeous people to talk to chat on night flirt. I gotta be honest. There are a lot of guys who use chat when they're at work. A lot of guys message me when they're at work. A lot of, of people think that like, Oh, if I go on night flirt on Monday at two o'clock, I'm not going to get any customers. But a lot of guys who text me on their lunch break, when oh they're meetings, gosh. like it's really interesting. I'm like, does your boss know that you're texting at work? And he's like, no it's kind of a secret and I'm like oh do you want to be a secret and he's like kind of no I want to be exposed and I'm like okay (laughs) oh that's so fun oh my gosh this is amazing I'll have to check out the platform later too (laughs) yeah no check it out I say you know I always tell people like check out the website it looks old but the website looks like it's from a 1990s you know what's you know phone sex thing it still has a lot of cool content that's awesome can you take us back from when you first started two years ago? And do you recall your first experience on Night Flirt? Were you nervous at all? Like, were there any jitters there? 
did you know what to expect? Like, <laughs> walk us through that. So I had no idea what the fuck to expect. Like, I'm going to be really <laughs> honest. There are people who, no, I, there are people who have been on Nightflirt, but they're like in their 40s and 50s. And they have been like through like phone sex operator training. Like they've been working for a company before and then they moved to Nightflirt or they did like phone sex in the past. And like they worked for a company because back in the day, how you used to do phone sex, it would just be like a bunch of women in an office doing like phone calls in cubicles. Oh That's God. how phone sex was back in the day. Oh my like, God. Back in the day, you had like an office of like 20 women in cubicles and you know, that TV commercial and you would call the TV commercial number yes. and you'd be connected to a woman in a cubicle. That's how phone sex was back in the day. Now everyone, you know, you don't have to physically go into an office, no. but you can work from home with, you know, phone sex. Wow. And like people, you know, I don't, I've never had like formal training. I've never worked in an office like that. So like when I first started taking my calls, people were like, oh, well, how long have you been doing this? And I'm like, well, I'm new to phone sex, but <laughs> I have a lot of experience doing sexy conversations with men. You know, I feel around my first phone call, it was very interesting because at first, my first phone call was a guy masturbating in his car. Okay. And I actually had a good number of guys who masturbated in their car, especially when COVID-19 hit. A lot of my customers like to masturbate in their car. Really? I, oh my I, gosh. We have to get into yeah. that later. That's crazy. Yeah. I get a lot of car <laughs> masturbators. I didn't know that's a thing, but okay. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, right? Yeah, I just hope they don't get caught in public unless they're into that fantasy, in which case, okay. <laughs> so wait, so talk us about that experience though too. So when you got that first phone call, what kind of like emotions were going through your head or was it pretty like, oh, I got this, you know, this is a breeze, no problem, if you can no, remember. It was definitely not like that. It was like, no. uh, first I hope you can hear me on the phone. And I hope my phone doesn't drop. Like, you know, because like phone calls drop in general. And I was like, oh, right. I hope my call doesn't drop. Oh, I hope this goes okay. And then, you know, um, I was, you know, just engaging in a conversation with him. But I never talked to him before. Because when it comes to using that, but anyone can call you when you're taking calls. Like anyone, not, like, it could be a guy on your customers list. It could be a brand new guy, you know, like, so like, it's a freestyle conversation in a lot of ways. Okay. So you don't really know what to expect, if that makes sense. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So I remember chatting with him and it was interesting because I was nervous, but I went through it slowly and I was like, okay, this is my first call with a guy masturbating in his car because he likes my big tits. Okay, <laughs> cool. I can get used to this. And then the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So can you, like, if you can share with us, like, what the breakdown is, like, in terms of, like, how do you get paid? Is it a commission basis? Is there, like, a base pay? Um, are there, like, certain add-ons and stuff? Like, how does that whole side of the business work? Sure. So, Nightfoot actually pays you directly via bank deposit or check, which I like. I like getting a bank deposit. And Nightfoot actually does daily pay options and monthly pay options. Oh. So, you can actually get paid every day if you really want to on Nightfoot. Cool. Let's say you earn $10 one day and the next day you earn $100. You can get, like, multiple daily deposits, one day $10, one day 100 Wow, that's super cool. And there's no minimum payout, which I really appreciate. 
And oh. in terms of commission, so I don't really work on commission because if you go on that third, you're going to find some people who haven't taken phone calls in like two years and you're going to find some people who mostly just do like content or pay to view games. Okay. And honestly, like a night flirt, like let's say you um, charge like one ninety nine a minute for the phone service or you're selling like a voice sample for a dollar, night flirt um, pays you 70% of everything earned. So oh, okay. if you sell like a clip for a dollar, you make 70 cents. Right. That makes sense. Okay. It's not, not too bad. Not too bad. And I like the, the pay up methods too. It's pretty awesome. And it's pretty much the same payout across like phone chat content um, because it's well technically it's video phone chat content. I just don't offer video on mm-hmm. Nightflirt. I do offer it sometimes for specific established customers through right. Discord, but I have like a lot of guys would just be like, "Oh, like can you get on cam? Can you get on cam?" And I'm like, "Like no, it's, you know, <laughs> no, like yeah, that's not part of your like what you're offering. So don't ask for it." Um, how about like in terms of developing your persona and stuff and your, your listing, how did you come up with that? Like, cause what I read on your website, you have a tagline, I'm your dominant nerdy Indian girlfriend. Tell us about that. Sure. So when I first started Night Flirt, I advertised myself as the girlfriend experience. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I advertise myself as the Indian girlfriend experience in particular because a lot of um, um, sex workers do specialize in the girlfriend experience, but there weren't a lot of Indian women specializing in at that time right. and a lot of guys are really interested in that because even though a lot of men um, who do call me a night flirt also have seen an escort or a full service sex worker in person mm-hmm. they also like having phone conversations as well with the girlfriend experience because you know if they can't leave the home or if they're at work or things like that yeah and a lot of the men really liked how, you know, formally educated I was. They like how, you know, I can go from like, yeah, I'm going to like tell you how fast to stroke your cock to my favorite anime is Mod Alchemist to like, you know, <laughs> I love going to museums to things like that. Right. And so I adopted the nerdy because I can talk about like masturbation and like how to make you come fast talking about anime and comics and museums and right. a lot of men like they like that sort of edge play as well like are you going to keep me going on sexually or are you going to talk about sexually and that's also a fetish as well oh and okay I, and i also really like being dominant because i at first when i started i was like a neutral gfe you know i was a neutral girlfriend i was like okay i'm gonna be sexually neutral like let's see how this goes but i felt like i was getting a lot of I was like, yeah, actually, no, I'm not really that neutral. I'm really a dominant chick. Let's really be honest about this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. think about myself, like, mm, I can't be submissive. I know this is not. <laughs> Let's yeah, be like, real. I, thought, mm, I was like, mm, let me try one submissive call. Mm, yeah, no, not for me. Like, you know, it's just, it's not my style, especially because I personally feel like a lot of men in general, when they're using, like, phone sex or any sort of, like, um, adult entertainment platinum woman and looking for a submissive woman, they don't understand like BDSM dynamics and they right. just want to like abuse you and say it's because they're dominant. And I really, you know, I don't agree with that because no. even me as a dominant phone sex operator, like I ask my subs, you know, is this something you're into? Is this something you're okay with? And even the guys who call me, they're like, oh, you're like the first person to ask if I'm okay with this. And I'm like, I'm not going to assume your sexual fetishes. Like, yeah. stuff. I don't know what you're into. Like, dominate, <laughs> domination to you might be something totally different for someone else, you know? Right. No, and that's so cool that you take the proper care 
of your clients too because that's that's really important too you can't just mm. it's not like a one size fits all kind of exactly. model right so that's really cool though like can we go back on something that you said there too you mentioned like are there certain like categories on the website in terms of like because you mentioned submissive calls and domination calls girlfriend experience and stuff like that like mm-hmm. how is it all laid out Sure. So if you go on Netflix on the left-hand side, um, Netflix also doesn't only have women phone sex operators. There are also men and transgender phone sex operators. It's oh, just awesome. that like they advertise women the most because a lot of the callers are men looking for women. But you can also be a man or a non-binary person phone sex operator. Oh, thing. cool. And on the left-hand side, there are different categories like do you want to do cam? Do you want to look for a dominant woman? Do you want financial domination? Do you have a latex fetish? Do you have a smoking fetish? Do you have female domination fetish? So different categories to specify phone sex, or you could make a listing like what I did, just a general like sex category. And, Mm. you know, you can advertise anything goes there because there are even um, some phone sex operators who have like an ignore line because there are some guys who would just call and they just want to be ignored by a gorgeous woman on the phone. That's also oh, what? Oh my gosh, I love this. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, there are a lot. Of, if you are looking for particular fetishes or niches to explore, I would recommend just like going on Netflix and looking at some of the fetishes because you'd be amazed. Like, I didn't know a guy would just pay a dollar ninety nine a minute to we'd ignore him like that. But that's <laughs> the thing. I've had guys call me in my ignore line, and like, because I actually have like I think eight or nine lines. So because oh. if you create a night flirt profile, you can have like multiple lines. Like I have an Asian line, I have a female domination line, I have an ignore line, oh, okay. and um, they can call a specific listing under your profile and say, you know, I would like to be dominated by you, or I would like you to ignore me. Wow. Okay. So this is really interesting. I had no idea it was that complex. And super inclusive. Yeah, no, it's pretty inclusive. I I really wish I would see more, like, male and transgender flirts being Mm -hmm. advertised on Night Flirt, but the market is still, you know, focused towards, like, male callers looking for female callers. Right. So, but if you go on Night Flirt, you can definitely find male and non-binary callers, obviously, cooperators as well. Okay, interesting. We're going to check out the website again after this. Can you walk us through, like, a typical phone call, like how, like you said, it's at the base pay is like a dollar ninety nine per minute. Is there any maximum allowance for the calls, or could just keep going? Is there a minimum call as well, or how does that work? Sure. So actually, the one ninety nine is a recommended rate for a night flight, but you can actually adjust your rates to whatever you want. Oh, you can okay. charge as little as twenty cents a minute to as much as fifty um, fifty dollars a minute. Wow. So it really depends, like on like you know what you want to do. I initially, when I first started, I was a dollar sixty five a minute because okay. I wanted to like um just you know really put on my customer. But now yeah. I'm a dollar ninety nine a minute. I have a financial domination line at three ninety nine a minute. Some oh, other phone okay. sex operators they have um, they play a game with customers called raise the rate. Okay. Where they'll actually like um, it's like a financial domination game where you oh. hang up and make the customer call you back at a higher rate at nine ninety nine at nineteen ninety nine at twenty nine ninety nine. So like wow. it depends. 
So you can really customize your rates to your clientele, to your specific games, to your fetishes. Um, mm-hmm. Because you would be surprised. There are men who will pay, like, if they're really, you know, under extreme financial domination, they will pay $50 a minute. I've seen that happen. Wow. That's pretty pretty extreme. That could go down a very slippery rabbit hole for them. <laughs> oh, yes. And in terms of the longest and minimum call times, mm-hmm. I mean, I've had guys call me just for a minute and hang up or guys who just want to just talk for a minute and hang up. So a minute is like the minimum you'll be charged. Like even if a guy only like talks to you for 10 seconds, you still get charged at least a minute. Okay. And in terms of the longest call, I mean, my longest call was two and a half hours. Whoa. I know that <laughs> there are other, I know there are other phone sex operators and flirts on that flirt who have had calls for like 20 hours. 20 hours? What? Oh my gosh. I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Yeah. When I saw that comment once, I was like, you got a call for 20 hours. How did your phone not explode? Yeah. Like, I don't think my (laughs) cell phone could handle like a 20 hour phone call. It needs to like, (laughs) I mean, I I do know that like, you know, if you're really getting into like a good, like just conversation session or domination session, I mean, there are guys who will just talk to you for like two hours straight, nonstop, like a general phone conversation. That's a real thing. That is super cool. I mean, you know, do I always get calls that last two hours each time? No. My calls are usually, like, between 15 minutes to an hour each. Um, But I do get, like, my two-and-a-half-hour calls. And those are the calls that, like, you know, because, like, you are continuously built, if that makes sense. So the longer Mm -hmm. the calls, the better it is, you know, for your customer retention and just, honestly, for your bank account. Yeah, totally, for the bank account. Absolutely. Very cool. And in terms of setting your base price, how did you come to your current price of $1.99? Like, did you base it on an average that you were seeing on the site? Or how do you come up to that price? Sure. So, like, when you create your own listings initially, they'll put your listing at $1.99. And I looked at different profiles. I looked at different, you know, phone sex operators. What are they charging? It really varies. You know, some people do charge as little as 20 cents a minute. Some will charge mm-hmm. as much as 30 to $40 a minute. And right. that's, you know, a wide range. You know, like, that's, right. like, literally, like, a really wide range in terms of your hourly pay and things like that. But I really, you know... When you start charging less than a dollar ninety nine, or like like let's say you charge ninety nine cents a minute, the quality of your customers tend to be at ninety nine cents. Right? No, that totally Um, makes sense. Versus like a dollar ninety nine versus two ninety nine because. So men, when they're looking for a phone sex, or men when they're looking for anything in particular, you have to think like your customer. Guy who's gonna spend ninety nine cents on you may just be looking at other women and he may just not really know what he wants but if he's gonna spend a dollar okay now we're at an extra dollar now we're really cranking up like you know that credit card right where he's like okay is this something i really want to do do i really want to invest money in her and even for you know the higher rates like ten dollars a minute twenty dollars a minute most guys are not going to spend twenty dollars a minute talking to Right. It's just not the reality. No. But, uh, you know, for the men who are really like, you know, I really want to talk to this woman, or I really want this domination or this experience, they will pay because they know what they want. And, you know, right. I kind of, you know, as I've been in phone sex for a few years now, I want a guy who knows what he's, he wants. Yeah. Because, you know, that way you get really, waste, you don't waste time with time. Because a lot of guys, a lot of guys, honestly, will call you when they're drunk. 
oh. when they're smoking weed or when they're at work and you're like, oh, you're drinking right now. Oh, you're drunk. Oh, wow, you're at work. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's end the show on the road. And, you know, you know, when you advertise yourself as, you know, you set up a kind of tone and image. And, like, you know, I do pride myself in being, like, one of the best, like, phonetic experiences you will have. I, you know, market myself very specifically so men know right. what they're paying for. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. They know what to expect. And, and same with you too, mm-hmm. right? How mm-hmm. about, like, you mentioned earlier in terms of, like, you have some calls that are a bit longer and some phone calls are just having a conversation and stuff. I guess, like, how would you, in terms of, like, breaking down the percentage of a call, are some calls just, they go right into sex right away? Or is there, like, some kind of buffer, you know, you want to have some small talk first and then go into it? How does that work? I mean, it would probably depend on the client, right? Yes. So some guys, they call me because they are horny and, they, and they're hard and they want to get off right away. And I understand that, you know, there's got to be real, you know, you want to get off, you want to get off. Right. Um. So it really depends on the guy. Like some guys will call me and they'll be like, hi, my name is so-and-so. And I'm like, hi, my name is Tara. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit and then they'll tell me about their fantasies or their sexual interests and we can go from there. Um, but some guys, you know, I just honestly ask them, you know, like, what are you in the mood for today? Are you looking for sexual? Are you looking for a casual conversation? Because right. I don't like to make assumptions that like, yeah, I had some guys just like straight up talk to me for like an hour about like their work, their life and history. And even though I advertise myself as a dominant girlfriend, like I still at my core offer like the dominant girlfriend experience. So that can be a casual conversation. That can be, right. you know, me telling you how fast or how slow to stroke your cock. That could be a calm countdown that can go for an hour. You right. know, it varies guy by guy. So I like to ask, engage conversation. Because honestly, like I would, I tell people like phone sex operators kind of approach phone sex like you would with your partner. Just being, hey, what are you into? Yeah. You know, like I don't make assumptions. Like I don't know if you're <laughs> into like something. I just like to ask and go from there. Right. And that makes it more of a personalized experience too, as opposed to just being generic. Right. So it makes it a bit more special for the client. Exactly, because I feel like a lot of people, especially what the guys who tend to call me in particular, what they're looking for is an experience that they really can't get anywhere else. Because if you go on a Pornhub or a cam website or any adult entertainment website and you type in like, you know, Indian woman sex or Indian woman domination or, you know, just like, you right. know. No sex or domination in general, you will see clips, you'll see content, you have, you know, many people there, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But having that conversation and having that one-on-one is what a lot of men crave and desire that you really can't get from a clip or content. And that's not to like shame right. content creators. It's mm-hmm. just that when you make content, it's for a general audience. When yes. you, you know, talk to someone one-on-one, it's more personalized and right. it's more individualized. Right, right. No, totally. I understand that. What about like your types, like in terms of your audience, what are some of your typical clients, if if you can share? Sure. So I get a lot of IT guys. I oh. get a lot of IT guys and I get a <laughs> lot of engineers. I get a lot of IT guys who work from home. Okay. And wear underwear for me. So that's interesting. <laughs> that's really interesting. I wonder, do you wonder, or I wonder if that is 
because of the way that you market yourself as like the nerdy girl next door type of experience. Maybe they would think that they can engage better with you. I, I wonder if that is an interesting ob- observation of some sort. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think also the Indian, like me being Indian also plays a role as well. Like I get mm-hmm. most of my engineers and IT guys, I would say like half are white and like okay. a good 40% are Indian or South Asian. Okay. And like they really do enjoy just like talking to an Indian woman. Because okay. like they're like, I've never seen an Indian phone to- Yes. Like, I have been looking for, like, an Indian woman to chat with. Like, who are you? Like, <laughs> I do, like, I, I get a lot of that. Like, because right. I know even though 2020, there are, the entertainment industry is still pretty white. Like, I yes. know, like, there are a lot of performers of color and a lot of, you know, non-white sex workers. But the reality is mainstream sex workers, the sex workers who, you know, get the awards and the main publicity are still white. Yes. And so when even, like, you know, not as a race fetish, but like I do get a lot of men who find me in particular and they're like, Oh my God, I've never seen an Indian woman on night flirt or Oh my God, I've never, you know, had a phone conversation with an And for them, it's like a new experience. Okay. Not so much in a race, not so much in a race fetishizing way because I tell them I don't do race play, right. but more so in a like, Oh my God, you're so different. You're so new. Right. They really find that pleasurable as well. Right. And I guess like we can dip into that topic as well in terms of race in in um, the sex work industry, because as you said, um, and even my own observation too here in Vancouver, although it is culturally diverse there and there are people of color, um, mostly I would say that I would see black and Asian, you don't see many Indians in the industry. So, yeah. How do you feel about that? Because there's always like a fine line between fetishizing a race and, as you said, it being a new experience for someone. How do you kind of differentiate the two? How do you separate the two? Well, I know how I approach this work. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't let my, you know, I approach my work, you know, like, just being real, I do like Indian female domination. Mm-hmm. I do like Indian domination because a lot of the submissive men I tend to check tend to be white or um, I'll say South Asian. I get an occasional submissive black man every so often, but not often just right. my graphics. And I would say that a lot of the men who know, like in terms of submission, mm-hmm. like they are looking for an Indian female dom just okay. to like in them and they're interested in that and I feel like a lot of Indian men who seek me in terms of you know wanting to be submissive for me they're looking to explore their submissive side with the Indian woman because they've never had that experience before Before. right that's interesting because I feel like sometimes it can be because race you know in Mm -hmm. terms of especially like during this time with the whole BLM movement and just race being a big big topic how does that change sex work in your opinion? Because as you mentioned, there's so many types of sex work. Like if you look in Pornhub, if you type in like interracial couple or Asian this or, you know, big black cock and stuff like that, like do you think that race can be taken out of the equation? I don't think so because race will always be around and define who you are and how you look physically. And I do like – 
So let me just give you an example about submission in terms of what it might mean. Yeah, so, sure. like I have a guy who calls me and he loves to suck cock. Okay. Like, he is a professional cock sucker and he it's a fetish. He loves to suck cock for a gorgeous woman fetish sucking cock for a gorgeous woman and he likes to use the phrase bbc but when i do my domination i don't mention bbc because i don't believe in saying that phrase because i am not black and i don't believe that every single black person with a has a big black racist in my opinion yeah and i'm not a black person um but this submissive man really wanted me to say oh but mistress atara i want you to make me suck bbc and i'm like don't try to dom me i specifically told you that i'm not comfortable with this phrase because there are a lot of submissive men when it comes to cock sucking because men will think that cock sucking is a submissive form in okay. terms of some BDSM settings. Right. And they will want a mistress to make them suck BBC. And I've told, I've told you know, many customers, this is not something I'm comfortable with. And they can accept it or not. And if they don't accept it, they can go find someone else. Because you yeah. will see many non-black phone sex operators and other doms as well. They When they talk about, you know, forced cocksucking or forced bisexuality, mm-hmm. they will say BBC. And I personally feel that if you're not black, you shouldn't be saying that. Yeah, totally. Agreed. 100%. What about in terms of race being used in your benefit? So, for example, for myself, I am a person of color. I'm Asian. I'm Filipino Chinese. And the club I work at, it's known that the manager likes Asians. So I used to get booked a lot. So... What what do you think in, in that kind of play where race can be used to your advantage? Because I know that you said you don't do any race play at all. Can you explain a bit more like, about your stance on that? Well, I support you getting money, Steph. I mean, if <laughs> they're going to book you, like, you know, you got to get that paycheck and work it. I support you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say in terms of, I don't do race play in a sense of playing on my race, but I do incorporate my race into the work that I do. Okay. Like in terms of me being an Indian female dominatrix or me me explaining Indian female domination when I'm talking to a submissive man who's just a type of domination. Make it clear that, you know, like I do bring race into that. Mm -hmm. It's not like a play on my race. It's a part of my identity and who I am. Okay, and I I make it very clear because I even though like even though like I tend to attract submissive men, I still get a lot of racist submissive men. Like I've had right. guys tell me like, oh well, like you're in America. I thought you were in India, and I'm like, it literally says in my profile that I was born <laughs> in America. Yeah, like a twenty, and you don't think that there are Indian people who are born and raised in a country outside of India, and you know I make them check their privilege. Yeah, I, totally. I don't that shit. Like I make it very clear. Like if you want to be submissive for me, like you cannot give me any racist shit because even yeah. a lot of men who claim to be submissive, they're still very racist. Like, really? And they still hold very racist ideologies. Like a lot of men assume, like, oh, you're from India, so like, do you read Sanskrit? And I'm like, Sanskrit is what? like four thousand years old. Do you oh think God. I just know a random four thousand year old language? <laughs> um, <laughs> Dear. Like, do you think <laughs> I'm like there are a billion Indian people? You think we all read Sanskrit? Like, are you insane? <laughs> um, oh, you know, just like having those, you know, like because conversations, because 
people think, oh, well, you like you do domination, you know, you don't have to deal with like racism. And I'm like, no, you would be amazed yeah. at like the things I still have to educate, you know, white submissives on because yeah. they're still very ignorant. Wow, that's crazy. Because I, I would imagine like once you kind of, well, it's part of your identity, of course, to name it. But once you put it on your profile, I feel like you might encounter some people that would almost target people of color or kind of be like, hey, I've, I've never had an Indian before. Oh, I've never experienced an Asian before, too. And again, like kind of tiptoeing along that fine line, it can be, it can kind of go in either direction, I guess. <laughs> but it's really great that you take that as an opportunity to really educate them. I think that's, that would be a missed cause if, if you didn't. So. How I know I treat every experience like an education experience just because like I am a really big nerd of stuff. No, like you don't understand. Like I really <laughs> am wearing a Pokemon t-shirt right now. Um, <laughs> and I feel like, you know, that's one thing I really love about like it gives you an opportunity to like educate as well not just mm-hmm. like oh sex like oh yeah stroke your cock faster I mean yeah those are fun and hot don't get me wrong busting <laughs> a big nut all over your thighs is really hot as well but you know also having that education that like that interaction of like you know yes you know I yes you know I am a dominant woman but I'm not just a dominant woman for your fantasies I'm also a dominant woman in gym life and I do right. not tolerate any sort of race shit if no way well and mm-hmm. making that clear and having that education in there and it's also a good learning opportunity yeah absolutely very cool <laughs> well night flirt sounds amazing i'm gonna have to definitely do more research on that is that a service that is just available in america in the states no you could well, I don't know all the countries that are available, but I do know there are some uh, night flirt phone sex operators who live in Canada and New cool. Zealand and the UK. So I'm not sure how, you know, like, in, I mean, as long as you have the internet, technically you could access night flirt from right. any country. But in terms of being a phone sex operator, I know there are non-US based I don't know okay. all the countries, but I know Canada, UK and New Zealand are some of the countries where some of the flirts I know live. Very cool. And I'm going to have to look more into that. And I'm sure some of our listeners are definitely going to be diving into that as well to try out something new. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I guess with that, we'll go into some Q&A, if that's cool with you. Sure, that's totally fine with me, Steph. Awesome. So there are a couple questions that we have here that were sent in. So I guess we'll do question number one. Ever catch feelings from a repeated customer? Ooh, I'm not sure if that's me catching feelings or the guy catching feelings, <laughs> but I have definitely had guys. I've actually had, yeah, I've had oh. like at least three guys, like, profess their love for me. Oh, um, my gosh. Which isn't, no, because I do attract a lot of different guys. Um, mm-hmm. I have guys who um, have chronic illnesses um, okay. who contact me as well. Because a lot of people think, you know, like, phone sex is dead. I'm telling you, I have a lot of guys with chronic illnesses and we're home all day. And if you're home all day and you're a guy and, you know, you're horny, you're going to be on the internet a lot. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I've had one guy profess his love for me. I've had He actually stopped talking to me because um, he actually fell in love with me. And I oh. told him I didn't want to meet up with 
person. Oh, I had wow. another guy want to, uh, he asked um, to marry me, and I was like, no. What? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> it was interesting. I was like, well, I got asked to get married. That was interesting. Um <laughs> And he stopped calling me. Um, and I had another guy who was really just, like, in love with my personality. Yeah. And, like, the way I handle myself and the way I'm very genuine but also dominant. And he also fell in love with me. And he messages me, like, once every, like, six months. But, like, it's nothing much because, like, he'll get feelings. So, I mean, the yeah. reality is when you do this work, if you establish long-term relationships with your customers – People may fall in love with you, which means you will end up losing them. Right. Um, just because, you know, you can't maintain a long, you know, you can't, I mean, you could fall in love with your customer. That happens yeah. a lot more common than people realize, but I did not want to pursue a relationship with them because they were all married and I'm like, oh, oh. no, <laughs> they were like in their 50s and 60s and I'm oh. like, oh, let's not, let's not go into this right now. Uh, thank you, but no thank no, wow, that's interesting. Were they long-term clients? Oh, yeah, no. These are guys who had talked to me for like a year. Okay, wow. That's I do wild. have long-term clients who don't want to marry me or fall in love with me. So it can happen. Don't think just because you have a long-term client, they're going to marry you right. or fall in love with you. It can be platonic. <laughs> I love that. How about um, what are your some of, what are some of your top requests? Top requests are jerk-off instructions. A mm-hmm. lot of men love jerk-off instructions. Yes. Instructions, especially live jerk-off instructions. Like, don't get me wrong, like, content and clips of jerk-off instructions are hot, but I get a lot of customized JOI. Like, a lot of guys just love coming for a beautiful woman on the phone. Yes. So I hear a lot, <laughs> for a lot of men come a lot of different ways. Um, <laughs> I also get a lot of panty requests. A lot of men want to explore wearing panties and oh. wearing women's outfits and being a sissy and feminized yes. by a gorgeous woman, um, exploring wearing makeup, things of that nature. I also get men who are very interested in just good old conversation and edge play, right. like some serious edge play, like I'll get you stroking cock and balls at the same time and then stop and talk about something casual, like a nice leaky cock. Um, so those are like my top three edge play and jerk off instructions and casual conversations and I said something else I'm sorry no that's okay I love it all that you so vast amazing thank you Steph anytime here's another question are you interested in dabbling in other types of sex work or is it just going to be uh, at night flirt well, I do currently sell clips and content on other platforms like AVN and Clips for Sale. I personally enjoy phone sex the most because I like that live interaction. I do like, you know, live engagement with customers. I have thought about exploring cam via Night Flirt. Okay. Uh, hit or miss I would say that's mostly going to be with established customers and how right. comfortable I feel with cam because cam as a whole, they're can of worms really it is. it's a whole different <laughs> dynamic yes um so i want to see about that um in terms of exploring other forms of sex work i have thought about doing full service or in-person experiences as well not now or anytime soon because of covid 19 COVID, yep <laughs> maybe in the future i'll consider it okay interesting okay another question here are any of your clients female or is it all male 
I would say right now all of my clients are male. I have gotten a few non-binary slash trans persons who have contacted me and been interested in domination with me. But most of my customers identify as like cis male. I am open to female um, clients. I, If you want to talk to me, get to know me and hang out with me, that's totally fine with me. I'm open either way. <laughs> that's awesome. And it's really cool that you mentioned that earlier, too. It's just, it's open to all different genders, all different types of sexualities, Mm -hmm. too. I think that's awesome. Super cool. I I support any kind of platform that does that. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) And that is all of the questions for today's episode. (laughs) But before I let you go, where can we find you? Sure. So you could find me on my website at www.sultrysitara.net, S-U-L-T-R-Y-S-I-T-A-R-A.net. You could also find me with the same username on AVN Stars, Twitter, and Nightflirt, Sultry Sitara, just one phrase, S-U-L-T-R-Y. S-I-T-A-R-A, Twitter, AVM Stars, Night Flirt. I also have content on AP Clips and Sale and other platforms to be announced in the future. Yay. And, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, okay, that's a lot. So we'll put – we'll – I will be posting <laughs> – I always say we. I'm like, I'm the only host here. <laughs> Oh, God, it's a bad habit. Um, I will definitely be posting all those links in the show notes below, so be sure to check it out, especially if you're interested in starting something like Night Flirts or maybe being a phone sex operator. And also, if you want to contact Salty Satara, all that stuff will be there for you guys to reach out to her. But for now, Satara, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Joining us. Joining me, goddammit. Joining me on the show today. <laughs> you need an assistant, Steph. You need, like, someone to be, like, your go-to wingman or something. I know. Like, you need a backup, Steph. Seriously. Like, to help you <laughs> deserve assistance with your podcast. It's amazing. You thank do so you. much good work. <laughs> thank you so so much and um thank you again for reaching out actually uh, you were such a pleasure to talk with and i really hope that all of our listeners here learn something new and maybe you'll get some new flirts on the site too so who knows <laughs> yeah well i'm always around if you have any questions or if you want to have some nice hot phone sex just give me a call <laughs> awesome thanks again to tara And thanks, guys, again for another episode of Strip Icea. We are in season two now. Yay! Uh, Don't forget. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe it. I I just announced this recently, so it's kind of exciting. But don't forget to like, rate, share, subscribe, and review Stripped by Sia on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Facebook, where am I? Yeah, Instagram and Facebook. Wow, I haven't done this in a while. And (laughs) also my regular personal uh, Instagram at Sia Steph. And we'll catch you guys in for another episode next week. Bye.